Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of that show that we like to call Bad Language. Well, I like to call it that because that's my name, Brian Anthony Davis. I'm here from Steel Curtain Network, a part of Fans First Sports Network, and I wish you a happy July. I cannot believe it. We are here. It is now the seventh month of the year. We're halfway through 2023. Where has this year gone? I do not know. I cannot tell you. It is absolutely crazy, which means we are now in that month with training camp in it. Yeah. Less than 30 days, my friends. It's right around the corner. Talk to you about Fans First Sports Network and Steel Curtain Network. I hope you had a chance to check out the flagship show of SCN this morning with another episode of Let's Ride by Jeff Hartman. It's kind of like I said, it's our flagship show. It's a great studio show that we had first coming out in 2020. And we are going into the fourth season of that. Feels really good because that's a a special show to us. And make sure you check out Jeff this morning as he talks about a player that a lot of fans have thrown away. But the Steelers really love this season. Who is it? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Go head back and check it out. Also, check out the fact that Blue Check Beck, Michael Beck, is with Jeff on that show as well. That's another one that goes back to 2020, one of the originals here on the podcast side. So it'll be good to hear from Michael again as well. Let's do it. Let's get into a bad language. If you hear my voice, I do apologize. The Canadian air coming down through here. That's what I'm going to blame it on. If you heard me on, (coughs) excuse me, the week that was, I'm going to blame a Canada. Everybody else does. I guess I will too, but it's just not the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers that I'm blaming this time around. I might be wrong. Maybe I'm sick. I don't know, but it's a little crazy when you go out and you feel like you're in Los Angeles and you're here in Maryland or Pennsylvania. I spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania last week as well. And I'm going to spend a lot of time in Pennsylvania this week. Thought it was going to be the crisp, cool air, but not necessarily. It is what it is. Let's get through it together. All right. So what I want to talk about today is the fact that a lot of people call Pittsburgh Steelers fans spoiled. Well, I call Pittsburgh Steelers fans spoiled. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. For the most part, I am spoiled. And why is it that I am spoiled? Why do I say that? Well, we were talking on the week that was. And if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, in the last 20 years, they have only lost 122 games. And I'm sure you can say that's that's a lot bad. Well, I, I get it. But that's an average of 6.1 games per season. And for most of us, that's eh, it's not that great for most of us. The Cleveland Browns, of course, have lost the most. Detroit Lions are pretty much next to them. But that's the last 20 years. Then we had another graphic, and this was from CBS Sports. And that graphic was very telling. 
it was since the merger, and the merger was in 1970. And if you listen to Dave Schofield on the Stat Geek, you're always going to realize that a lot of the stats we do here, and he does, a lot of people just look at from the merger on. And so when you do that, you've got to realize that that's when the Steelers were getting ready to come into prominence. 1972 was when they hit and never really looked back. So if you look at the Steelers in that time, of course, they won four Super Bowls in the 70s. Another one in 2005 and that sixth one in 2008. And two generations of fans had a chance to witness that. Well, actually more did. But it was at two separate times in the history of the team. And when you're talking about the span of 1974 to 2008 what you're really looking at there you're looking at 34 years so there's a lot of generations in between whether you're towards the twilight of your life or whether you're just coming into your fandom there's so many different people that had a chance to enjoy those i barely got to enjoy the first round i enjoyed the heck out of the second. But when I'm growing up, I was born in 1971. And we're talking about the merger in 1970. And then the prominence beginning with those four Super Bowls. When you're growing up, you expect the Steelers to win all the time. A young kid. I'm thinking that's what they do. They win Super Bowls. My team wins Super Bowls. And then you go through the 80s. The 80s weren't as dark as everybody seems to think they were. 90s were pretty good. 2000s were awesome. 2010s or 2010s, whatever you want to call them. They could have been better, but the Steelers were still very good. But I'm going to go back to that graphic. Pittsburgh Steelers in that time had a winning percentage of 590 since the merger. Only one team's better, and that's the Dallas Cowboys at 597. What's that telling you? It's a pretty damn good winning percentage. That means that fans have a reason to be spoiled because they expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to win more over that span, over 53 years, more than pretty much anybody else. And it's almost the same as the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what the difference is. I'd, I'd like to look at the wins. I don't really want to take out the calculator. I'll ask Dave Schofield to do that for me. But how much difference is it to at 590 and 597? It's probably just a couple games. Just to know, don't know exactly. But when it's that close, when it's .007, you don't even worry about it. You pretty much say they're equal. And they are. Dallas had some worse years in between them. They had they had the decade of the 70s and the decade of the 90s. But the Steelers were consistently better than the Cowboys ever were. 
they had just two glorious stretches, just like Pittsburgh did. But that 90 stretch probably did so much more for him. Pittsburgh was consistent when Dallas had a lot of losing seasons throughout there. But I keep going back to expectations. If you are a child, and as a parent of two kids now in their teens, I have two teenagers, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to survive it. You want the best for your, your kids. You want to give them stuff. But you also want them to earn it. Now, that should be different in fandom. Fandom's a whole different story. The reason fandom's a whole different story. The Steelers don't, and all professional football teams, they might say that, oh, we want to win for the fans. But come on, do they? Should they? No, it's their job. When I'm doing my job, when I'm doing this job, no matter what it is, I'm going to provide you good content. But if it's not good content, I know you're going to go away. But the thing is, with the Steelers, most of us aren't going away. Because it's unconditional love. Now, just like a child, we might say, I hate you sometimes. What parent hasn't heard I hate you? I never said it to my parents. I was too afraid to. But children have heard, have said that. They don't mean it. We don't mean it when we yell at the screen and say, oh my God, I hate this team. Because we're disappointing them. But the Steelers don't feel that they really, deep down, they don't feel like they owe us anything. Any team's going to tell you that they that they do, but they don't. Parents definitely will let kids think that they owe them something, even though they shouldn't. I'm bad. I'm bad at that. My wife is a better parent than I am. And the reason she's a better parent than I am is because sometimes I try too hard. And sometimes I don't make them earn it. And then this is what it is. Then when you continue to get, you expect. And then you don't feel like you have to do anything to earn it. Now that's different from sports to children. It, it is, but it's similar. The reason it's different is the fans don't have to do anything to keep earning things. The only thing they have to do, <coughs> excuse me, is buy tickets and buy merchandise. And cheer. But we found this out in 2020. That you don't even have to have a cheering section for a team to be able to play. They're playing at empty stadiums. Maybe a staffer here and there in that stadium. But they were playing to nobody. And we found that out during COVID. And they said, oh my gosh, we missed the cheers. The cheers fueled us. Yeah, I'm sure they did. However, they were still able to play without it. 
So when you have people that expect things all the time, they're going to want it. And when they don't get it, they're going to complain about the way it used to be and how it's not fair. So actually, being owning a professional football team or coaching a professional football team or any sports team is like being a parent. It's different, but similar. And it's similar in the fact that once you give, it's hard for the people that are getting to be able to handle when they don't receive anymore. That's crazy to think about, but that's why we're spoiled. Now, I'm going to talk about why we particularly are spoiled in the second half of bad language. I'm going to talk about what kind of gifts the Pittsburgh Steelers have given us over the years. Better than most. We're going to do that when we come back. It's bad language. The July 3rd edition. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. What's good, Steeler fans? We are back. It's another episode of Bad Language. Yeah, like I said, we are in July. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, hence the name Bad Language. Make sure you check out some other great shows coming up. Great stuff here at SCN. Also, starting next week on Tuesdays, we're going to have a yet-to-be-named show. But it's going to feature... Big G, Sean Gurley, and Tate Boy Fresh, Kevin Tate, talking about the Steelers. But also check them out on the homies, too. Great episode this weekend as well. They're longing for football. They don't have to long much longer. That sounds strange when you say long much longer. They don't. It's coming. Hope everybody is getting ready for a fantastic 4th of July. Remember what the day is about. It's not about barbecues. It's about freedom. It is about what we had to go through as a country in the United States of America to get what we have. And I'm talking about being spoiled. My gosh. You could talk about being spoiled in a lot of aspects of life. And when you enjoy your barbecue, when you enjoy the fireworks, if you could see them through this smoggy sky, remember what happened for us to have to get here. 
I'm not getting political whatsoever. I'm just saying that we get to a point where we expect things. And as a sports fan, we expect things. Children, we expect things. When you get things that are good, you want to keep getting those things that are good. And as Pittsburgh Steeler fans, for the longest time, it's like we had deadbeat parents. I'm not saying the Roonies were deadbeats, but they didn't get it together. Then when they finally did, a culture was born. And then you have a culture in your family. You have a culture being a citizen of a country. And you want things to continue to be the same. And when they go off course a little bit, then you kind of feel like, well, it's not the same. And things have changed. And just need to get back to where they were. Well, in everything, it's give and take. But as a fan, it's much harder to really make a difference as a fan. It's hard for us to make a difference. The only thing we could do to help make a difference is invest in the team emotionally, which means we invest in the team financially by buying tickets and going to games. That's how we do our part. But also doing our part is being cordial fans. Not being the bratty kid that's saying that I hate you. And what have you done for me lately? And that's kind of where some fans are. Look, there's some great fans out there. Then there's ones that take for granted what they have. I talked about that CBS sports graphic. The Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. Over the last 20 years. And over the last 53, not very good. The Pittsburgh Steelers are very good. In both graphics, number two. And number two, of course, I'm not Ricky Bobby. I'm, I'm not saying if you ain't first, you ain't la- you're last. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that's absolutely phenomenal. To be that far up. Now, I'm going to point out another team that was fourth overall in win percentage since the merger. You're going to be shocked when I say this. Actually, not fourth overall, third overall. Minnesota Vikings. What's the difference, though? They have not been to a Super Bowl since the 1970s. Yeah. It's almost 50 years since they've been to a Super Bowl. Last Super Bowl that they have been to was Super Bowl Eleven, And that was in that 1976 season. They've never won a Super Bowl. They're 0-4 in Super Bowls. But it's been almost 50 years since you've actually been in one. And you win all the time, then you're teasing fans. If you have that great of a winning percentage since the merger, but you're going to be teasing fans if you cannot get it done. Now, a lot of people are feeling that way about the Steelers that recently they're they're in the equation, but they don't get it done. I look at it differently. 
I look at, man, we have not been saddled with losers. A lot of people thought they were going to have the number one draft pick in 2019 after Ben went down. A lot of people thought they could have the number one draft pick last year, the way they started the season. Thank goodness they didn't. When Mike Tomlin tells Chase Young, I hope we're never bad enough to get a player like you. Because you got to lose a lot of games to get a player like you. It's true. And how about those teams that have horrible seasons and whiff on the the pick at the top? They have a top five draft pick and they whiff on it. That's got to be demoralizing the fans. And then people get upset because the Steelers have picked in the 20s most of the last 20 years. And a good bit in that in the 50 years. The 53 years since the merger. And they, they don't realize that when you pick that low, you're not going to be getting the great players. And they do better with lesser players. Then what other team other teams get good players, but they I mean the Cincinnati Bengals have picked at the top a lot or close to the top a lot. Now they're finally enjoying success, but it's not overall success. They haven't won at all. So that's one of those things to look at. So why are we why are we spoiled? We're spoiled because <clears throat> of a coin flip because of Terry Bradshaw because the Steelers took Joe Green in 1969 because of an immaculate reception because of four Super Bowls because of a defense that was stifling because of a team that had that has guys that should be in the Hall of Fame and will never be because they were the shortest guys on the basketball team. And I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, you get overshadowed when everybody else is great. You take some of those guys off of the Pittsburgh Steelers and their Hall of Famers on other teams in the 1970s. We're spoiled because of immaculate extensions. We're spoiled because of having a guy like Troy Palomalo. We're spoiled because the Pittsburgh Steelers get the third quarterback off the board in 2004 and win two Super Bowls because of it. You're spoiled because the New York Giants had the top quarterback drafted that year. <coughs> Excuse me. And they only won two Super Bowls. Spoiled because of a lot of things. And in this case, we're lucky that we're spoiled. Have to have perspective. Perspective is the number one thing here. I mean, I was talking about the 80s the other day. The Steelers went 
four times in the playoffs in the 1980s. They went to an AFC championship game. They had four years in a row where they didn't go to the playoffs. They haven't had a stretch like that since. So when you only have one stretch like that, you are going to be spoiled. You get, I mean, go ahead, try to do it. Try to think of the games, the years that they were under 500. Try to think of the years they didn't make the playoffs. You're, with the exception of 85, 86, 87, and 88. And 87 was a strike season. They didn't have a losing season. But they just missed out on the playoffs. And it was a weird strike season, too. So when you think of a stretch like that, how many teams have not been to the playoffs for more than four years in a row and have had a lot of stretches like that? Look at the Cleveland Browns. How many times have they been in the playoffs in the last 20 years? Twice? That's why we're spoiled. Be proud that you're spoiled. So when you look at a stat that Mike Tomlin has gone 16 seasons without having a losing season and you poo-poo it, other teams are going to kill for it. It's the bottom line. We don't know what we have. But bad, it's mediocrity. Are you happy with mediocrity? No, I'm happy with the fact that any given season, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance to surprise. Dan Orlovsky came out this week and said, the Steelers might be the best quiet team in 2023. Steelers are going to be dangerous. We just don't know it yet. Jeff Hartman was talking about how the Steelers, and we have a source telling us this from inside the organization, the organization wants people to know that Kenny Pickett is their guy, that they're in love with this guy. And he is their quarterback. He has a work ethic. He's a leader, not just of the offense, of the defense. And Jeff brought that out. And why is that so important? Because we get mad that Mike Tomlin has not had more championships. He's been to two Super Bowls. That's not enough. Having won a playoff game since 2016, that's not enough. You look at almost every other team. Well, what they have going, they have not had the joy that Steeler fans have had. They might have brief periods of joy, but that's it. We don't know what we have as Steeler fans. We're spoiled. When I look at it, I'm proud to be spoiled because that means I have enjoyed very good football when most fans have it. My name's Brian Anthony Davis. This has been another episode of Bad Language, and as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing.